How often do you review your images? This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and this is episode 315 of the podcast. Now, I'm going to hand over to Johan again, and in this episode, he's going to talk about how often you review, or maybe should review, your wildlife images. I mean, with lockdown, I think everything changed because we spent a lot of time in our Lightroom kind of going in, changing things, deleting, looking at them again, wishing we were different places, but under normal circumstances. And I think it's a good thing for you to learn from uh, is to go back and to, to look at your own images. So I'm going to hand over to Johan as he discusses how often you should review your wildlife images. Hello, everybody. From what is still a very cloudy and rainy and actually quite a cold Johannesburg. Um, it's been like this for about a week now actually. There's been a, um, a cyclone that's come through and like massive rains all over South Africa and um, areas that have had their annual rainfall basically in a, in a few days. So I suppose we can't complain about the rain. It's, um, it's all good and a lot of the places desperately need it. So I thought I'm actually busy. It's quite quite funny. I'm actually busy going through some uh, some hard drives, some old hard drives that I've discovered in my cupboard, and yeah, I'm actually not sure what is what is on there. It's you know, it's things dating back to um, to when I started guiding and managing lodges in in Zambia and South Africa and Botswana. So quite interesting actually to to see what, what's um, what's coming out of it. But the reason for this, um, well, what I want to discuss in this podcast is how often you guys actually um, review your images. And, you know, to be honest with you, um, last year I went through a phase, you know, towards the end of last year looking at, so I, I mean, we all use Lightroom quite a bit, right? So I eventually got to a point where I was sick and tired of looking at my Lightroom that you now over that um, December period, I decided to, to take a break and not look. At, um, at any images and for the most part of January I also didn't sort of look into too many um, photos from from sharing on social and things like that so it was mainly sort of videos that I had on my phone which um, I then uploaded as, as reels and, and stuff like that for for Instagram but um, a few weeks ago I actually went on a, a bit of a trip a bit of a side visit to, to Tiger Canyon in the Free State and it was the first time I've picked my camera up since August, I think, since we went to Tswalu. And it was, it was quite a, I won't say nerve-wracking, but quite a challenging experience, but also quite a refreshing experience. You know, I think we haven't had the opportunity to put our cameras down for, for quite a long time. So it was actually quite refreshing, but it also, I think we also now get sometimes the struggle that people have from a photographic point of view maybe doing one safari a year or maybe one every two years, you know, where you don't actively photograph every single day. And it, it does take some time to, to get used to it again. Um, you know, especially if you've got an action scene in front of you and, and to try and remember where all the buttons and things are, it did make me realize, you know, sometimes the struggles that people face when coming on safari. I think something that works quite well for me and that worked quite well for me when I was in the field now is, I think I mentioned this on a podcast sometime last year, but I enjoy, from a teaching point of view, referring to the, the safe mode to people from a photographic point of view. Now, 
if you look here on your camera, it's, uh, there isn't like a safe mode that you can dial in your camera, but I've broken it down into those four elements. All right, so the S being shutter speed. So for the majority of the clients, you know, shooting an aperture priority, um, first of all, checking your shutter speed. So that's gonna, you know, make you either um, freeze the moment or um, blur that moment. You know, if you wanna do panning and slow shutter stuff. So shutter speed should be the first thing to look at to, you know, to make sure whether you want to freeze that movement or create that blurry effect. Then the A I've put down as, as aperture. So, you know, whether you want to include more of the background, you're going to have a higher aperture value, higher number. So F8, F9, or, you know, if you want to isolate your subject from the background, then a lower F number. So F4 or 2.8, something like that. And then if you include more sort of background or more depth in your image, higher F number, your shutter speed is going to come down, right? So you've got to make sure that your, your shutter speed is still in its happy place. Um, and, you know, then go from there. If we're going to sort of fast forward a little bit, if your shutter speed drops, remember your ISO then has to go up again. So you've got to understand how that triangle of light works and how it all sort of fits in together. So we've got my shutter speed, got my aperture, and then for a lot of the people that use, like we strongly encourage people to use back button focus, right? The, the AF button at the back. There's a lot of different, um, you know, benefits from, from using that. But the only downside of using back button focus in the beginning is to remember to press the back button. So usually in the beginning when you get a camera, you'd half press the shutter button and it will focus that way. Whereas, you know, with, getting the back button focus it's something new to get to get used to so the f i've put down as as focus to remember to push your your back button focus remember then if animal is moving you can just keep on holding that uh, af button in and it should track uh, and focus your animal all the way through or if you've got a stationary animal you can have your focal point in the middle and then recompose from there so F, that'll be my uh, the focus and then the last one E would then be after you've focused and you've taken the photo to then check your exposure all right so remember um, your exposure underexposed to the left you're gonna have darker images overexposed to the right you're gonna have lighter images so just to check your exposure there see what you want to create make sure everything is fine and then from there you can carry on photographing as you go obviously you know when you when you're photographing uh, late afternoon and the light's starting to drop you're gonna have to relook at your settings um quite often but you know that that is for me like a sort of the the stepping process that i like to use and i like to teach people and from past experiences it seems to have worked quite well with um you know just for people to remember but um, I've actually now, like I said, first time in a long time that I've had a look at my Lightroom and it actually is quite refreshing to, to see some of the images, you know, like my, my master hard drive dates back to about 2016, so about the last five years. But like I said, I'm actually digging through some of my old hard drives and, and just looking what's on there, you know, there might be, might be something different that I've completely forgotten about. You know, for us now, from a, or for me, from a content point of view, you know, a lot of the photos that's on my master 
um, hard drive a lot of the like the euro shots i have shared already on instagram and of course you know a lot of these things we can reshare um, over a period of time you know with different edits and things but i wanted to see you know if there's something maybe something funny that happened from a, a guiding industry point of view or you know maybe some unique images so i, I am actually really really enjoying the the process of going through it. and i think it's also it's quite interesting to see how your photo, how your photography has evolved over years you know, even for us if i look some of the images that i'm looking at now go back to to 2011 to 2012 now where i really didn't have much of a clue what i was doing from a photographic point of view so what it is quite interesting to see you know how your images have evolved but also some of these older images you know maybe with a different edit I, i've kind of find you know you look I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of having a certain style I, th I think you you kind of limit yourself to um to what you post but i do find you know you go through phases where you do specific things from an editing point of view which um which makes it quite interesting so as i go through these photos now there there might be a few that you know i might just edit differently you know whether it be black and white sometimes you go through a black and white phase and sometimes color whatever it may be but it, it is quite interesting to to look at photos again and re-edit them so i don't know how often you guys do that um let me know send me send me a, a dm on instagram or send me an email let me know how often you guys go through your images and if you go through some of your older images you know do you edit them a little bit differently or do you even look at some of your old edits and think what the hell was i actually thinking there um it's quite interesting i must say you know looking at these um at some of these photos and things now from from you know my early guiding days and managing days i am a little bit disappointed that i didn't shoot more video i think that that's where um where i'm leading towards at the moment for for future safaris is creating a lot more videos out in the field i think that's where the it, attention is at and you can there's so much you can do with it you know from a from a youtube point of view from instagram facebook whatever you want to do with it and it seems like there's a lot more you can do and i'm actually very bummed that i didn't take more videos of uh, of when i was guiding so if you're out in the field if you're still guiding listening to this um really do make sure that you document as much as possible you know invest in um, a little osmo pocket or or a gopro or something like that and really just you know just document as much as you possibly can every single sighting document it because you know only when you when you're not at a lodge permanently anymore do you actually realize you know the the amazing stuff that you you could have documented and could have shared with everyone so yeah that's it from me i'm um, at this stage uh, from a south african lockdown point of view there's our president spoke about two nights ago so there have been some adjustments um it's been lifted to a degree but there's still no clarity on you know when traveling and things will be open 100 percent at this stage look we we can travel um, to our lodges in south africa and also to um, kenya and tanzania we've actually got a few safaris that have been running there in the past month so that's that's a good sign for us but you know some of the international stuff i think my next safari on paper is india in uh, in april you know so whether that will go ahead 
Just going to have to wait and see. It's a bit of a patience game at the moment. But I must say, looking at these, these photos and things, I am missing the, the travel side of things. I really, really am. And I look forward to, with these uh, new fresh ideas that I've got, to, to put that to practice out in the field. But um, that's it from me. Yeah, I just wanted to... Um, to ask that question so i look forward to hearing, hearing your feedback either send me an email johan at wildeye.co.za wildeye with a hyphen in between um, and then let me know let me know how you how often you go through your images and then how you remember um you know how your your photographic uh, mind you know how do you get that back up and running after not photographing for quite a while Guys, that's it for me. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'll catch up with you guys probably next week. Um, but until then, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. And catch you guys next time. My name is Johan. Catch you next time. Cheers. Bye.